watching. It's, it's blurred levels. lines. Oh my god. Hey, hey, hey. Stop. Hey, hey, hey. Coming to you live. No. From the Northwest Side. <laughs> it's the Sons of Honarchy Podcast. With your hosts, Drunk Shy Sox fans, Devo. And Hot Take Tommy. Oh boy. On today's episode, we're going to be taking you through the last series because, well, Steve was there. Boy, I game. cannot um, wait to break this one down. We got a little bit of uh, compare contrast of our outfielders. We're going to talk about the AL Central. We're, we're going to talk about Lucas Giolito quotes. Uh, we're yeah. going to have a little <laughs> buy or sell segment again, courtesy of Hot Take Tommy. And we're going to talk about stuff that we've brought up in the past, too. Um, all of this brought to you by us. Make sure you rate, subscribe, review, RSR. I got this down, Tom. Do it. I don't even need to do bring it, it up Do it, do it, do it, do it. I got this down to a T. I mean, um, you, do have, you do have some things in life down to a T, and this is one of them. And going to White Sox games. I got that going those, down to a T as well. Those are your two so skills. So my dad texted me today <laughs> after he saw the – did you see the post of me with the – the crushed up beer cans in one hand. Oh, and today? Of beer no, I didn't see other. it from today. Oh, it's a nice little uh, Instagram video that Mark Walters made of me. Oh, good. Shout uh, out to Mark Walters yes. Media. Mark Walters Media, everybody. Um, but my dad texted me after seeing that, and he said, are you going to every game this summer? LOL. I mean, that's a good question. That's a great question. I might hit. F- I was thinking this year that I might get close to 30. I might get close to like 45. Yeah, I mean, you. Uh, l- every time you don't have tickets to a game, you end up going anyway. I don't know. Well, that was Tuesday, so that's a great place to start. And I'm so yeah. glad I didn't miss Tuesday. Oh man, went by myself. Just went down. I bought a lower level ticket in like one. You ended up. You ended up with like the crew. Back with the one oh eight guys. Yeah, I just I went straight to one oh eight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's the beauty of this is something we talked about the beauty of the di- the weekday games. You can just get a yep. ticket and it was roam night. around. And it was at night, the Tuesday night game, mm-hmm. um, which was perfect, too. I mean, to be honest, I was very surprised at how many people showed up today, which we'll get to. Yeah. Okay. Um, I caught, like, right little bits and pieces of the game, and I was like, that stadium's not empty. But I am going to post a picture later, Beware the ticket Nazis. Where beware? Beware of the ticket Nazis. Well, Mark and I got kicked out of 108 for a minute and then had to kind of finagle our way through another side. You're not I'm not surprised. You know, this these this day was coming with the popularity of the team. It's you got to keep your eye out, keep your head on a swivel. You make a valid point, but like we're halfway down the section and then the red coat chases us. Interesting. The British are coming. The Brit- the British are coming. <laughs> beware the red coats. <laughs> All that being said, I'm glad I didn't miss Tuesday because of obviously the Giolito Donaldson mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. debacle. I'll call it that. Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about it later, but that was that was something special right there. Oh, it's fun. Do you want? Let's just talk. Let's about dive it right, right into it. Let's, let's dive right into it. We've got the quote in front of us, and you guys all know the quote. He's a fucking pest. Quote unquote. Giolito from said. this is oh yeah no I would never use those words that's that's Giolito, um, lang- <laughs> language Giolito yep. Rick Rick was we're a listening. family friendly podcast from yeah. Sons of Honor. good lord yeah that's the real reason why Rick left Twitter is because uh, his son swore in an interview that's right that's that's the truth right there the rest uh, of the quote Tom <laughs> sorry he's a fucking pest that's a classless move if he wants to talk say it to it's, my face but by the way it's talk. Shit, 
Oh yeah. Say it to my face. <laughs> I have the clean version. I was adding in <laughs> the cusses that I remembered. Yes. If he wants to talk shit, say it to my face. Love that. At the end of the night, there's a W next to my name. And they're in last place. Which wasn't true at the time. And I now, think right now, now it it's is, true. Now which it's is amazing true. Uh, as of today's Thursday's game. The, and by, they weren't in last place by only half a game. Half a they game. They were half a game. Tied with Detroit. Ahead of, yeah. Ahead no, of Casey. It doesn't. Hilarious. That's still last place. You might as well be. Yeah. And that's, I mean, there it is. There's your game one right there. Like, it is. That's, I mean, that was that's what blew up out of it. I think It was a lot of fun to be at that game. It was a little close at the end. My White Sox winner bet still hit. I had Sox God minus 115 it. boost thanks to points bet. <laughs> oh, my God. But no free ads. No free um, ads. And then with that, Tom, I got to ask you real quick since you brought up the quote. Mm-hmm. Is Geo overreacting? Is the fan base overreacting? I want to hear your thoughts on that one. There's no overreacting going on. It's just good chipping, chip, chirping. It's good chirp back and forth. It's it's what you want to see between two teams that were well. I was gonna that I, they were supposed to be rivals, right? And and that that's the kind of attitude you want like between the this just feeds the rivalry that's all i gotta say i mean it feels like 2018 19 is now flipped right it's turned a complete 180 Mm -hmm. where the twins were kicking our ass constantly and now it's the other way around we are absolutely what are they what are we uh seven seven and one against them this year yeah i think it's eight and one eight and one oh yeah because we could be wrong it could be eight and one i think yeah back check Um, fact check us on that if you want but right i mean come on like this is it's just fun. It's uh, that's that's what I think of of those exact these words right here, Lucas Giolito's words. I just think that's fun. Oh, uh, and for I, sure, it's. I mean, well, do you think Donaldson's words are just fun too? Then, or do you? Because a, uh, I feel like a lot of White Sox Twitter is like, oh, that's so out of line from Donaldson, yada yada. Yeah, no, a lot of people are saying that, but it's also like, I mean, I, I don't know. It to be false, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Like, I think it's it's not unlikely that he's he wasn't using spider tech. Uh, yeah, especially G- if you Giolito. saw the RPM drop, right? Yeah, Giolito may have been using something that he's no longer using. Uh, there's there's no proof of that anywhere. Right. It's a baseless like, you know, reaction. But you know. So so what I'm trying to say is Donaldson has every right to make assumptions. For sure. And, it's and just for a lot of these guys, I mean, it's not going to make that big of a difference, right? Is, is it a dick move? Yes. Geo missed a location. He got shelled, and then he settled in for five innings and shoved. Yeah, to your point, right. it, it's not going to necessarily make a difference because when you come down to it, he's got the W next to his name, and they're in last place. But again, like it's a dick move on Donaldson's part, 100%. But is it the wrong? Like, is it absolutely inappropriate? Should we crucify no, him for I don't that? Think, I don't think so. Absolutely not. Though the hashtag Donaldson Donaldson truths. Did you see that? No. On Twitter, is that from his bringer of rain? No, no, no. This is from Matt Zawaski. Started oh. this. Father Zoe started this on Twitter. It was uh, hashtag Donaldson truths. Oh no. Um, which was, of course, your phone's going off in the background. I'm a popular which is guy. On brand. What do you What do you want from me? Yeah, I know. I wish I had so many friends like you do. Um, <laughs> No, it was um, it was just like all fake things about Josh Donaldson. Like, uh, I know our buddy Carrie brought up one. It was uh, Josh Donaldson likes to do the speed limit in the left 
the far left hand lane on the highway. <laughs> Hashtag Donaldson Truths. <laughs> it was really funny. It was actually trending on Twitter. That's that's fantastic. Really, really Donaldson funny. It, and and that's <laughs> fun. You know, like if it's yeah playing into this rivalry, I absolutely love it. Baseball needs more of that. Yeah. If it's people actually taking it personally, there I think there's a there's huge no problem with it. there's no room for that. And there and and it isn't. It it shouldn't be personal. Despite yeah. Josh Donaldson always getting his panties in a bunch. You know what? And shit. even if it is personal between the guys. That's fine. That's also good for baseball. Right. IMO. Like, and it's okay for it to be personal between, yeah. Think about Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas. They're not friends. Absolutely not. They're still not (laughs) cool with each other, right? Then that's okay. Those were very entertaining matches because of that. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to hear this, but Todd found literally the squeakiest toy uh, in the basement, and he's just all about it. Throw something at him. Uh, (laughs) Game two. Game two. Let's move on. Which you were at. I was. Very Holy. exciting. Very glad you were there. It was a fun time to oh, have you there and six, have our buddy Joel Brand there. Six bombs. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Our buddy Joel was there Joel with us. Brand. Our Minnesota Twins correspondent, as you called him. Yes. The other day. Yes, indeed. And we have actually a voicemail from him that we'll be playing for you. We do. Should we hop into that now? Yeah, there's no reason not to. Hello, this is Joel with White Sox Security. Following up on a couple of complaints that we received at the ballpark last night, the date was June 30th, 2021. Uh, regarding a certain at drunk shy, nope, shy Sox fan, we believe that this is a connected phone call to such accounts. Drunk Chai, sorry, it's hard to pronounce that right there. Drunk Chai Sox fan was reportedly seen in the women's restroom. Uh, we have that as a number one complaint. And number two actually left set bathroom after using it without washing his hands, which is, in fact, actually not following the COVID protocol of the ballpark. So that strikes two. Um, but number three, other security members of our team actually can confirm at the end of the game at drunk, I believe it's again, Chai Sox fan, left his seat, proceeded to walk towards another seat that had a rain jacket, a black rain jacket on it, a different seat than he was sitting in, and just took the, the, the jacket, uh, stole the jacket as well. So that's, that's three accounts of, uh, problems with our protocol in our ballpark. Again, this is all assumed to be one at drunk Chai Sox fan who I believe is a contributor. You know, actually, I'm not even going to use the word contributor because that would would require a contribution, and it seems like at Drunk Chai Sox fan uh, only provides disruptances and disturbances to the White Sox community. So following up on this, and if you could call me back, just 911. They'll know how to get a hold of me. Um, That would be great. Thank you. Well, that was just absolutely Fucking great. Thank you, Joel. Um, <laughs> let me clear my side of the story up really oh, quick. Oh, yeah, please do. There was something okay. about um, a woman. I had to take yeah, okay. a massive – I'll start by saying this. I had to take a <laughs> massive ballpark shit. And those of you who know what I'm talking about, if you know, you know. Okay, so I'm bolting to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm not thinking about where is what. And as you know, sometimes those men's and women's restroom signs can get a little bit confusing. 
Be honest with me. There's Tom. one. There's one particular restroom at the park that can get a little dicey. Particularly if you're in not, right it's, field. It's in right field by the goose. If you're yep. not paying attention, if you're not looking up when you walk through the door. So I bolt through the bathroom door. I see an open stall, and I just go and I take care of my business. Oh and then all of a sudden, I you know how you can peek through the crack sometimes. Oh my god! In the bathroom Steve. stall, I'm peeking through the crack, and I see. A couple of people who would most likely identify as female. How many young ladies peeked through the crack at you before you... Well, I think it was really funny they saw my legs. <laughs> they were the like... the build and the hairiness. Huh. And they were probably like, I don't know if that person's in the right restroom. <laughs> so, that did happen. That did happen. So that I was one disturbance. One. The, the jacket... I had problems with my rain jacket <laughs> all night last night. All that being said, our guide, Jacob, my sock summer, yes, found my rain jacket in section 108 and gave it to me. The so it's not like himself. I am stealing jackets. Yeah. I'm not a jacket stealer. <laughs> Though that REI jacket is really nice, and you would assume that that is not my jacket because... The associated noise complaints can, however, be filed with, uh, oh, yeah, call that number 911 and say <laughs> drunk chai so- junk chai socks fan. Am I that loud? <laughs> no. Okay, good. <laughs> Just needed to verify. <laughs> but thank you, Security Joel, <laughs> whoever you are. That was definitely not the, the Joel brand. That and that we've had was on the, the first time before. we listened to it, that we had no idea that. That was what we were getting when we. Oh <laughs> my goodness, that was that was impressive. Well done. Um, yeah, but that so was a lot of fun. He's and the a hoot and a holler. Yeah, exactly. So. It, it's it's great that he's got that amazing attitude. It's just it speaks to how great of a guy he is, even though his team got absolutely shelled. Joel is the best sport. About, the, Joel is the best sport. To yeah. be willing to go to a game with us when his team is thirteen and a half games down. Oh yeah, and still. Grit his teeth and, and deal with it and and not and he loved it too deal with uh, us. like he, and enjoy the ballpark yeah exactly. it's not like he was, he was just in misery the entire time yeah. he had a good time with us so I think he did that's what he said at the end of the night yeah. so <laughs> and thank you for DDing Joel because neither of us were oh, driving yeah. at that point yeah we definitely needed you on that that account that's for sure I woke up this morning in a in a rare state yeah um, to I, say the least I didn't tell you this yet Steve yeah called in sick to work. No, you did not. I did. Oh, my God, folks. I did. Hot take Tommy is... Uh, I was non-functioning this morning. Oh. I, like, couldn't. Just couldn't. Wow. I, I didn't, now, this you, you were up until 2 in the morning talking yeah. to me, and we were yeah. having a nice little having a good time and all that. And the, the thing is, though, like, it was, it was the first time I've ever had a debilitating hangover. Like I've had hangovers before. That bad, right? Like I, 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 yeah, and like I've never ever had a problem with like debilitating hangovers in the past. Like I, I've drank before, obviously, but like never, like dude, dude, rough, right? Yeah, there was a lot of alcohol consumed when you started doing double vodkas <laughs> in the outfield. I knew from that Jack Daniels bar. We were having a good time near like section one ten. We were for having a good time. Those of you in, that are ballpark goers, you already know. And I would the full hope, service bar. I would, I would very much hope that the folks who did see see me there, you know, we had. Oh man, we had the whole crew down there. It's wow, gonna be too, of fun people. Too long of a list of names to go through right now. But even like 
if you know them on Twitter, they were there. We were having a good time. So it's true. <laughs> I do want to give a big shout out though to Keelan, who oh, yeah. captured an amazing moment on her Twitter fleet <laughs> of me shit talking Carrie. Yes, and she caught a moment where I said something to Carrie, and I go, "I'm just staring him down for a minute." And I go, "Carrie." And then I say something that is completely incoherent. <laughs> there is something that came out of my mouth that is not English. So, so back to what I it was like. <laughs> back to what I was saying is, I I would hope that I, I I think you would ask those people who those nice people we were sitting with, including Joel. I was coherent and and with it the whole night, which is why I was flabbergasted. At how bad this morning was for me. Sometimes like, it hits you later, Whoa. man. That's the key. Because, I mean, I eventually, at 2 in the morning, eventually, drove from your place to yeah. my place, and I was fine to do so. But this morning, <sighs> that hangover was rough, but I was up and moving by 9.15 in the morning. So In time for your, you to get your ass over to Game 3. Game 3, you already know. Unbelievable that you were there. I literally, like, I felt like I was, so I had called in sick. And so I'm, like, literally a vegetable on my couch, just, or on my bed, just, like, not moving so that I don't disturb myself, Yep, as it were. Um, and then the game's on. And I'm like, oh, my God, Steve's there. Yeah, so and I... Like, that was how it went for me. I was like, until that time, I was, like, just... Coming out of that vegetative state, the and first you're thought at the ballpark that crossed my mind when I rolled out of bed was, how, how is the quickest way? What is the quickest way that I can get a Bloody Mary? Because <laughs> um, I'm telling you, that works wonders. It was Alka Seltzer for me. Alka Seltzer saved me today. What helped me for getting through, at least through the morning, was a big water bottle full of liquid IV, <laughs> oh my God. and a cup of coffee, a cup of iced coffee. Um, Liquid IV actually it saved me at a bachelor party. I think I said exactly. This. Yeah, it really yeah. it does some stuff. It's it it's, really it's. it's high and shout out, reach out to our buddy Jimmy Vanicki, the Godfather of Malort, if course. you want a Liquid IV coupon code, twenty five percent off. He might be willing to share that with you. Okay. Um, I think his wife might even receive a little bit of a kickback from it. So reach out to our guy. Oh yeah. If you uh, if you want a nice little discount code That's to order online. No free ads, but that is that is a good plug. Full, exactly. Full stop. Because we support people recovering from hangovers here. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> but I started drinking beer and want be at twelve fifteen. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So shouts to Brandon Stokes and I got to meet Dick the Knife. Oh, for great. the first time ever. Yeah, that's great. So that was a lot of fun. That's good and fun. then Alexis was with us as well. Alexis Atwater, which that's was a good is. time. So sat in section 108 again. Good time. Well, Went to Turtles after. Yeah, time old traditions. Literally unbelievable. Like none other, like the absolutely, Masters. Absolutely unbelievable that, anyway, I just, the, you are a marathon runner. So that translates into your partying as well. You know, well. we were talking about this too. I, I went on a two and a half mile run the other day. Of course, dude. And I cannot that that killed me. Oh two no! Two and a half miles. I cannot run I mean, like that, I used to. It would I kill me. Drink like I used to. Yeah. Twenty five hit me hard. I think it's good to. I, I think it's healthy for you to say. You know, you can't drink like you used to. Just just say that with me, Steve. I, I can't, can't recover from drinking like I used to. <laughs> okay. Now, it's funny you bring this up because I know on our notes for today, yes, people, we do use notes from time to time oh, yeah. on the Sons of Anarchy podcast. We are not just to... Firing from the hip at all times. Firing from the hip. 
and total degenerates. 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 Ooh, I need more tacos. <laughs> you brought up Goodwin Gang and the Hamilton homies. Luke Taylor and I, in section 108 today, You're got arguing? to John oh, about yeah. this one. Oh, yeah. I got to ask you first, Tom, and then I'll, I'll, I'll say my piece. You don't know what camp I'm in? What, what camp are you in? I'm a Hamilton homie, big time. You're a Hamilton homie. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I think I talked about it because it's like the, the amount of like value he brings as a defensive replacement slash pinch runner, That that's all you need S- from him. And he gives you more. And he does do more than that. Before he... He was he was doing more with the bat prior to his injury. Before you go like off, a two week before stretch. you go off, not even one week stretch against Baltimore. Okay, didn't I say before you go off? Go ahead. So because you're done. Yeah, I'm now done you're, now. you're still. I'm done for a minute. You're, yeah, but you're still. You're okay. So <laughs> we watched a game this afternoon, did we not? Where Goodwing, Goodwing. Goodwin was in the outfield, left field, and hit a bomb. Yeah, he got your offense started. Hit it. a bomb, but he also fumbled a ball and threw another one away. Like well, I don't. Well, that one's on Collins. The throwaways on yeah, Collins. Yeah. Well, that's uh, granted, but it wasn't a good throw. It was not a good throw. It should have been caught, but it wasn't a good throw, and it ended up e seven. So it's just like, dude. I him getting an E seven for that is like when a pitcher makes an error like Cease did with the game in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and he doesn't get an earned run for it. That's how <laughs> that's an E seven. You know that's how I feel about it. You're making excuses for it. Anyhow, like what I, what I mean by that though is like okay, so we know what his defensive capabilities are and they are limited. Mm-hmm. We know that right now he's hot with the bat, but that is not historically who he has been. Who Goodwin? Yeah. I mean, he's he was touted. I mean, he's a former first round pick, so highly is, touted prospect. So that's like not a great. He had spectacular numbers in Washington. G- Gordon Beckham was a first round pick. Like he never came to fruition with the bat. Like I don't know. Like there's so many different. Ex- that means nothing to me. That's what I'm trying to say. Right is- now, in right now for the White Sox roster, Goodwin gives you a lot more. Wasn't Nick Gordon of the Minnesota Twins a former first round draft pick, and he's not good? Yeah, Joel had some choice words to say about. <laughs> he was not proud of that, about of Tom's that. kid not. Panning out, yeah. Tom Gordon, D. Gordon, uh, um, fine, fine. And that then Nick being Gordon. that being said, right now, Brian Goodwin is a lot more valuable to your lineup than Brian or Brian Hamilton, Billy <laughs> Hamilton. Uh, I mean, he just gives you more. He's solid enough defensively. He's he no. has decent speed on he, the base paths. He's not Billy Hamilton fast, but he's not just a defensive replacement. Right now, imagine your lineup without Brian Goodwin. I know. I, I And I'll give you that. Actually, not even, because we had 28 runs of offense in this in this series, and it wasn't all Brian Goodwin. So I, I think that the offense is coming back to life in a way that – and we have reinforcements coming. You know, baseball activities have resumed for Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert. 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 Uh, so Roll the R, baby. And – that's that's good news for us. Obviously. Very, very, very and much. This is something we news. talked about a couple weeks ago where it's like, so these two outfielders come back, who's the odd man out? Because Adam Eaton's getting paid pr- uh, too much to be the one. Adam Angle's too valuable to be the one. 
No. It's, I mean, if Eaton's playing the way he has. Andrew Vaughn Eaton's is too out, valuable. Eaton's out. Eaton's the odd man out. To be honest with you, I mean, we talked about this. I mean, right now I'd rather have Brian Goodwin than Adam Eaton. Yeah, but I just, like, it, it's, I don't see it, man. I, I don't. There, it's he, where he part ways. He's he's due for regression. And I, I you Ooh, can Goodwin? say. Yeah, but you can, and you can say the same thing about Billy Hamilton. You can. But here's the thing. Billy Hamilton's elite defensive capabilities are proven. Whoa, that's a stretch to call him defense or elite defensively. That with, is with the glove, no, his speed with the, and yeah. his range. With his is yeah, nice. his range. The and dude his, is a rubber. He'll arm. catch, but he doesn't throw hard. I know this. I but throw like, further than Billy Hamilton. does. But the point is, he, he can run the ball down, and that is an right. elite tool that he has. So full can, stop. Full stop. So can Adam Engel. I, so. And he can run a hell of a lot faster. Like, he is guaranteed stolen base. He's a, he's a pure base stealer. I mean, he's like, think about that, what was it, the 2015 Royals? Yeah, with Terrence 2016, Gore. Terrence Gore. That's who he is. And that is what I'm talking about. That's why I'm Hamilton homie is, like, we're talking postseason right. like, needs. If, if everyone's healthy, Hamilton gets a roster spot before a good one. Exactly. Absolutely. But right now, we're all good one, gang, baby. <sighs> I I mean I just yeah you, you lack foresight Steve that's what I'm gonna say that's that's like the meanest thing I think I've said to you in a very long time like I I wish yeah that's well you can wallow in your regrets <laughs> for saying that I'm gonna go grab a beer and we're gonna take a quick break <laughs> while you regret all your life decisions yeah well I well I think about what I've said and what I've done to a friend of mine <laughs> you ass. <laughs> I will drive the bus. I will fly the jets. I will walk oh, 500 man. miles, and I will walk. I will walk, walk 500 miles. I will walk 500 more just to see your mean Mercedes <laughs> off my 26-man roster. Oh my gosh! There's no. Okay, so I mean, re- rewind two weeks. We said we'll give. You're mean in our in our hearts. We're gonna give right. your mean. We said that two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks or ago, two or three weeks ago. We said I'll give you the give last fifteen games. Last fifteen games. He has an, a combined OPS. But what did we say? OPS. What did we say? Four two weeks ago. Forty-four. We said we'd give him two weeks. July first. We was our date, our deadline to and say July 1st. if you turn it around, then he we're really all straight. Hasn't. And read that OPS again. Uh, combined, yeah, four, in the last 444 in the last 15 games. And that is... OPS, not OBP. Mm-hmm. Not slugging. That's OPS. On-base plus slugging, folks. So you're good that's guys really, for are those of you that up don't around. Know, that's really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah, you want to be up... If you're elite, you're up around 1,000. So... Well, that's elite. Yeah. And if you're... Any, anything league, south of 500 is average, really yes. bad. Exactly. If you're around league average, you're sitting 700, seven plus. So 720-something. But th- this is what you – this is exactly what we said, though, is we, we have until July 1st. This was 15 games ago-ish. And <sighs> look, man, I – it's time to trade for someone. I mean, that's what it comes down to, unless you really have faith that Jake Berger is the truth. Yeah, I, I'm. 
Which I'm going to bring up Jake Berger at the end of this episode, too, he's, for a little fun. I mean, he's looking good. He's looking good. I, I've seen the highlights as well. Um, but, no, I, I'm like, I'm a little softer on, on your mean than you are. I always have been. But what value does he bring to your roster if he's not hitting? You know, that's the thing. Is like it, it, He's got to he's gotta produce. It's taking up a bench spot. Simply that's not doing it. So, I mean, at this point, I'm not ready to drive the bus back to Charlotte, Charlotte for him. And he has an option, too. Yeah, so he'll be back. He'll go down there. But what I am willing to do is say you're, like, pinching only. Like, or you're, like, a bench bat only. Or, like, what are... But he's wh- a guy who needs th- to see the ball more to get better, doesn't he? I think if you you put him in situations where he's going to succeed and kind of roll from there. You know how uh, Adam Angle used to be, where, like, he could only hit well in bunches. And you had to set him up for success. Try doing the same thing, like have him be. What was the thing what, that lefties we, only? Is the, he only facing lefties then? Basically, the that's what we said he was. That's the ceiling that we set for him to begin with, right? The if he ceiling, can start doing it, if the, he can start doing that, that's fine. Especially now that you've pulled a rabbit out of a hat with Gavin Sheets. Exactly. That's, this dude is mashing righties. It's he insane. Absolutely is. He absolutely is, and he's fine to be in the DH spot because he's a true first baseman. So I have no problem with that, but. Again, like the ceiling that we set for your mean to begin with, we always said like, oh, he'd be a good bat off the bench. Stop. Full stop. We never said that he would be our starting DH in a championship ball club. So if we can get him back to what we thought he was to begin with, where's where's the problem with that? Should the Sox take a flyer on a guy like Eduardo Escobar? Absolutely. And then what do you do with your mean? You send him to AAA, right? Uh, I think somebody else goes before he does. I think Brian Goodwin goes before he does. But no, you need the outfielders. Not with people coming back. It's it's all about timing. Like everything right now is about timing, you know. And like I like there's so it's like chess. Brian to, Goodwin adds so much more value to I your know, team. I know, but you got a 26 man roster, and every piece that you move around is like. I don't know, man. I like. There's so many moving parts that I can't do pretend. Do you know who you sound like right now? What you sound like Tony Larusa and playing 4D chess? No, I, I'd have to play Johnny Cash in the background. Then I'd sound like <laughs> Tony Larusa. I I I don't know. And that's the other thing is in, in order to have your mean Mercedes rebound in that role as bench bat, you'd be counting, uh, leaning heavily on Tony Larusa to be pulling the right, pushing the right buttons. And that's not always something – he's been good. Like, we, we can say that. He's been good as a tactician, not a, good as a human. But, yeah, I mean, well, you know, we were we were talking about this with our buddy Joel yesterday. Yeah. I mean, Tony LaRusso, with what he has been given, or what he's had to deal with, I should say. Not necessarily what he's been given, because what he was given was Luis, Eloy, a, a platoon. There, there you go. You I said pronounced it, it correctly. Out good. in right field. That was good. Um. Liam, mm-hmm. Yaz behind the plate yeah. on a longer deal, right? But um, I, with the injuries, he's dealt fine. Yeah, the replacements. So, the replacements, indeed. Would well, you want to play a little buy or sell? Why or not? Why or not? <laughs> I love it. Here's here's the here's the deal. We're gonna play buy or sell. We're gonna be hot and heavy, quick and ready on this. So. I'm going to say this sentence. 
I need your truest reaction, no holds bar. Mm-hmm. I don't want humming and hawing. I want none of those. Okay. Go for it. Schumacher, leaving him in the game for the Twins. That's the white flag for the entire season. I'm selling that because they're not – I don't think they're going to sell at the deadline. Mm. I really don't think they are. They are 13 and a half back, Steve. Yep. It is July. Then again, I think about it too, and I think about who's still on the con, <laughs> like who's under control. I can't remember off the top of my head who's under control. It's yeah. not my team. To yeah, know exactly. Who's under control and who's not? But you could do something like the Cubs have done in the last couple of years: is you sell a little, you buy a little. You sell a little, you buy a little. Right. You play the margins. I think that's exactly what Twins are going to do. Yeah, and and in a, in a division like the like the AL Central, you can kind of afford that luxury of. You know, playing on the margins and, and, like, making your team marginally better, hopefully, if you play the right cards, right. then you end up... I mean, that's putting a lot of faith in their organization. Anyway, I very much believe that that was their white flag. Just like, if Schumacher doesn't get anybody out, then Schumacher doesn't get anybody out. We don't care about this season anymore. Well, it was surely their last chance for Schumacher, because now he is... DFA. Indeed. Move on to your next one. We got another one here. The Sox. Six home runs in one game. 28 runs produced over one series. Is the home it's run funny ball you, back? Uh, it's is funny you the put home this run ball back? because you were not with me today. Where, after the Collins home run, I said, "We can hit the long ball again." That's ex- I yelled it out loud in section one hundred eight. I said, "We're hitting the long ball again, baby. Watch out." <laughs> yeah, I I mean to be honest with you, I think especially when facing right-handed pitching, you add a bat like Sheets in there, you. If Collins starts to figure things out a little bit more, Grandal figuring out his power, yeah, getting a little bit more aggressive at the plate. I think it's 34 hits on the season. So, no, no, no. More, he got more hits today. But he right going into today, it was I 34, think he had 34 hits, hits and 14 was homer. Yes, yeah. absolutely um, absurd numbers. And he's on pace if he played 150, which is a lot for somebody like Grandal, especially when you have a backup catcher like Collins that's seeing quite a few games. If he was on pace to play 150 games, he'd be on pace to hit, what was the number I saw, 34 homers, 38 perfect. homers. That's perfect. Something nuts. That's, I mean, that's exactly what you need out of that position right now because of the people who are missing. So th- this is like – this is the next one that I was going into. Is So the the home run ball, is it back for the Sox? Let's, let's yeah. establish that. The home run ball is Buying back. It. You're buying it. Buying I'm buying it. it too. We're gonna be hitting dingers the rest of the season. Let's go. I I, I just hate being at the bottom of the league in home runs. That's just not the team that I've known the last couple of years. So the next question: yep. Yasmani Grandal is he worth every penny? I've said this from day one that he is. I'm buying it 100. <laughs> percent He was never not worth every penny yeah. and every dollar. I this the argument that he never was. Or if he ever was not worth it, is stupid. When you look at what he's been able to do for pitchers, when you think about what he's been yep. able to do in regard to signing free agents, yeah, true. top pitchers on the market, Keuchel, trading for Lynn, yep, getting Hendricks, yep, they're not going to come to Chicago if they have to pitch to Zach Collins constantly. I mean, 
I I mostly put it out here to set you up for that because I know your take on it. But how many haters are out there for him? Like, there's so There many. have been a lot, and I think they're finally being silenced. Uh, he's been hot recently, which really helps. But right, but the second he starts to cool off, we're going to hear it again because, yeah. oh, he's bad oh my God, we pay to catch your $18 million, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that's what you have to pay, all-star catcher. Yeah. That's yeah. what you have to pay the second-best catcher <sighs> in the league. This is That was a really good segue into, into the next one here. Mm-hmm. No... This is another buy or sell for you. No all-star position players from from the White Sox. Zero White Sox all-star position players in the starters yep. represented. Don't care. No problem with that? No problem at all. Buy it. I do not care. You do not care. I sell the importance of the all-star game. Means absolutely nothing to me. Means absolutely nothing to the players. They don't that- even play for anything. They play for nothing. I I sincerely disagree. I think they're that it means and something on, to the players. On top of does. that, maybe it definitely you want does. It, you know what it means? You get a few extra days off. Go home and rest. That's what's important. I I mean in the long run, that's what's important. As a fan, I agree with you. Like that, like that's huge. The extra day of rest, and, and it's that probably you gonna, get it's no it's really managing for the AL Kevin Cash because Tampa Bay won the pennant last year. Probably yeah. Yep. So. Kevin Cash out there, I hope he throws every Boston arm. <laughs> I hope he throws every AL East arm that's there. That's hilarious. And rests our guys. Yeah, uh, I don't see it happening. But there's – I. it's just – I think it matters to the guys, and that's why I, I'm, I'm buying – I'm selling it that it is – Wait, wait, wait. The way that I phrased it was this. No all-star position players, no problem. I'm selling that – because I think that the guys do care. I think that the, they feel slighted. Band, I, I would feel slighted. Band together as a team, pull a Tim Anderson, say, let's prove it on the field. Fuck it, we're the best team in the American League. All right. All right. I see you on that. Okay, so next guy. Uh, in two years, speaking of our most beautiful prospect, Gavin Sheets. You mean Andrew Vaughn? No, well, that too. So we have two years' time, like, Fast forward. You're in 2023 now. Do we have oh, a first? God. Hold on, hold this on. Let perfect. me finish my sentence. Go ahead. Do we? It's 2023 in July. Do we have a backlog at first base? My personal answer to this question is I don't care. <laughs> right now, I was talking to. I'll shout out a, a regular listener of the podcast, Jordan Miller. Yeah. Jordan and I were in the seats going at it with each other on Tuesday night. <laughs> Talking about Garrett Crochet mm-hmm. and how, oh my God, we wasted a first round pick mm-hmm. on a guy who may never become a starter, yada, yep. yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And I said, Jordan, right now, I don't care about what Garrett Crochet can do in three years. Yeah. I care about what he can do now. And I care about what he can do next year. And in the best in the best situation, like we both agreed, maybe he needs a little time in AAA to maybe figure some things out and then you call him up for the playoff right. roster. Yeah. And we've said that on the podcast already. Mm-hmm. But- I if Garrett Crochet never becomes a starter and becomes an absolutely nasty reliever, yeah, he's I, he, if he becomes an elite left-handed bullpen piece, like Andrew Miller yeah. dominant right. for multiple years, year after year after year, yeah, then who cares where he was drafted? Yeah, right. Yes, I, you don't yeah. take relievers at eleven, but. I'd, sometimes things like that happen. Right. And don't write this guy off yet. Absolutely. 
He has yeah. how many major league innings? How, how many minor league innings? Well, zero minor <laughs> league innings. And then on top of that, he's pitched 30 in, in the major leagues? Yeah. 35? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Total? I mean, it's uh, – no. Pump the brakes. So, all that being said, when it comes to the – to get to your question about the backlog at first base, I don't care. And if anything, take the Cubs' motto. If they can hit, we'll play them somewhere. We'll, we'll find, find you a spot. Yeah, and you know what? It really worked out well for the Cubs team because you have Kyle Schwarber just hitting the cover off the ball for the Nationals right now. It's just <laughs> – but I, you're right. Like, yeah, there's a uh, there's a situation, too, where the White Sox were like, oh, we can't put somebody at a position. We can't sign that guy. Yeah. And instead you settled for Adam Eaton yep. when you could have the guy who's absolutely raking. Yeah. He's literally literally leading the league in home runs right now. Absolutely ridiculous. He's so, so he's he's out of this world at this moment. Mm-hmm. I think there will be a backlog at second base in two years. You I mean also, first base. Oh sorry, yes. Oh sorry. Um, I also don't care though. You know, I, I'm with you. It's if he can hit. We'll you find got a spot. sheets right now in right field. You've had Vaughn yeah, and mean, left and right, <laughs> and he played third today when Yoan came out. Yeah, right. He did, and I mean, I don't think he played great there. Well, Vaughn looked terrible at third. Yeah, let's let's be honest. He's not really due for the hot corner. But the point is, they're baseball players. They can catch. They can shag fly balls because that's what playing in the outfield is. You know, uh, that was a very insulting sentence to so mm-hmm. anybody who's yeah. ever played in the outfield. I apologize. Yeah, tell that um, one to uh, all the elite. <laughs> outfielders out there that's just shagging balls <laughs> just shagging balls that's fine all right okay last one on buy or sell the al central is not preparing us for the postseason bye absolutely i mean you saw it already in the houston series mm-hmm. where we got swept in four you saw it in the yankee series where we got swept in three way we started i mean i'm not going to use the angel series because that's the beginning of the year and they're, and they're not, not even that, great. that good yeah um the way we played against seattle was a little worrisome yep um i'll say this the white Sox need to go and splash the market you'll you, I'm, you were, i know i'm beating a dead horse <laughs> i'm like, absolutely beating the you dead horse you sounded like you were setting up to say something that you've never said absolutely before absolutely profound and then you said, and guess what? That is the most profound thing that I can say is because right now this roster, I know you're getting reinforcements. I know you're getting Aloy. I know you're getting Luis. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, Kopech is back now. And yeah. hopefully Angle and maybe Eaton figures things out and all those things. Depth, 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 depth. You can't have enough of it. Think of last year's Dodgers team. Gavin Lux off the bench. Yeah, exactly. Think about... Where these teams are in, in, I mean, the Red Sox in 2018 is another yep. person, per, perfect example. Mm-hmm. No one expected Steve Pierce to be yep. a breakout player in the playoffs. Yeah. Who knows if Eduardo Escobar or Adam Frazier or Starling Marte are going to be those breakout guys. Yeah. So I, this leads perfectly Let's into my end. segment, Tom. Let's go. Now, you know that, um, I don't, is that, I don't know what movie that is, but you've seen the, the, the gif where it's that's bait, right? <laughs> that, I have not. You've never seen the that's bait gif? No. Oh my gosh! You seriously need to get on Twitter more. I'm, I I don't know what to tell you. My so guy. obviously, when I think of that's bait, this is perfect timing considering we're moving into July. We are in July one right yeah, now. Yeah, this is this is trade it's trade season. season. So trade bait. I'm gonna ask you about that's four guys. That's bait. 
Um, on the list here, I'll start with Gavin Sheets, who's red hot right now. No. Trade bait? Are you hanging on to him? No, I'm hanging him. Uh, I'm hanging on to him. Um, he, he's just he's just come up, and he's been on our prospect list for a long time. I want to see what he can do, log jam or not. 2017 second round pick, and he's just finally splashing the majors. Yeah, I I want to see what we've got. Um, maybe next year is is what I'd say for that. And I, I don't know if he if that makes him lose value, and that's a bad move on my part. Say a team comes to you right now. Say it's the Miami Marlins. Pardon me. Yes, the Miami Marlins. I want to call them the Florida Marlins for a minute because I was looking up old teams and thinking about uh, Ozzie Guillen earlier. Um, get, say they say, hey, I want Gavin Sheets and I don't know some low tier pitching prospect, Connor Pilkington, for Starling Marte. I'd say yes. Okay. For for you know eighty games of Starling Marte rental. Yeah. Um, because he's a rental. It'd I'd be a rental. Yes, I'd probably say yes. Um, but I mean, I would I would prefer another name first. You okay. Know, what I, about Jake Berger? Berger. That's the next you know, rewind a month ago, and I'd say a thousand percent, Jake Berger. You know, it's been real. I appreciate you getting pr- like healthy for us to trade you, and you've really done a service to the White Sox. Fast forward to today, I I don't I can't say it anymore, man. He's been killing it down in the minors, like killing it. He looks real good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're holding on a burger too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I and this is like I'm so. Someone stuck. Said, I'm so stuck in the say, rebuild one again. Poverty again, organization mindset. Miami comes to you and they say Starling Marte for Jake Berger and uh, I'll even go a little bit higher. I'll say like uh, Thompson or Dahlquist. You know, I I'd be more I in that situation. They say Jake Berger. I say, oh, man, what do I say? I probably say. You know what? Well, I you have come back Gavin at them Sheets. and you say Jared Kelly and Mike Rodolfo. Mike Rodolfo, I'm okay with saying bye to because he just like, and I I wish him the best. I, I think dude's he's, raking in double A. He's raking, right now. I, but I just he's never been able to put it together in a way that put him on the um, major league roster or thereabouts. And that's that's a guy that. I, but the problem there is, do we have any trade value in him? Do we have any trade value there? Maybe. So, I mean, he's getting older. That's the thing. I mean, he's got the tools to – I mean, he's got a cannon arm. He hits for power. But he absolutely strikes out like a crazy man. So you did bring up a pretty interesting name uh, in Jared Kelly. Yep, so Jared Kelly. So, I mean, he – I can say about him. I don't – I mean – he, I, he means nothing to me. That's so horrible. He's your top prospect right now. It's so horrible. He's your number one say. prospect. I'm sure he's fantastic, and I'm sure he would be amazing for us in three years. But Think I, about it. All the other guys who have not graduated yet, he's ahead of them. That's know, how highly touted he is. I know, but here's... It's the potential he has. Dude, I literally... I'm so... I've talked myself into it. By, by being so hesitant with these other guys... Jake Berger and Gavin Sheets. It's like I gotta say bye to somebody. 
I gotta say bye to somebody. And so I you're have gonna to say okay. to the guy like, that has the highest ceiling. You know what, dude? It's because he was—he's the third guy on the list. That's why. That, of, I course. Don't, like, of course. If he was first, I would say, oh, maybe I'll keep him. I don't know. I just I, at some point you gotta get rid of somebody. And this guy's so the furthest out. Your top he's, prospect. He's the furthest away from success right now. Um, I mean, but uh, uh, actually, guys who are furthest away from success might uh, that are highly highly touted or well talked about. It may be Yoki. Yoelki. Yoelki. Yoki. I just go Yoki. Yoki. Senor Cespedes. Um, yes. So he is also on our list here. Um, I don't think he's going anywhere. I, I think that he's he's too highly thought of. Um, I mean, full stop. I, I just don't think that he would be even. I think he's an untouchable piece for the White Sox That's organization. That's nuts to me. He's untouchable, but, you know. Jared, Jared Kelly. Kelly, your top prospect right now, according to MLB <laughs> Pipeline. Also, according to boy, Hot Take oh Tommy, this is, this is my That's take. Right. I don't, I don't, analysis. This is I'm, why we need Dan back on the podcast yeah, to talk right. about who's, yeah. uh, who, who's worth keeping and who, who could be who a legitimate could be, tra- trade bait. Yeah. Um, but the thing about trading is, like, you know, you got to have the person who's worth keeping is the trade bait. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's. Other teams have analytics too. Like they, they, oh yeah, they know whose prospects are good and whose aren't. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, like like they, Jared Kelly, they know Jared Kelly is worth something, and they know that Mick, Mike Rodolfo strikes out way too much to be worth. Would probably strike out at a forty-five percent clip in the major leagues. It's absolutely insane. consistently. It's just insane. Um, and but he hits the ball five hundred feet. That's all yeah, that matters. Which five hundred foot blasts? That's what I'm about. Tommy's but, all mean, about five hundred foot blasts here on the podcast. Look here, man. Just put him in Colorado. Like, so, trade him straight up for Charlie Blackman. Say you know Colorado pay half that contract. We'll take <laughs> off, take it off your hands. You're still on the Charlie Back- Blackman trade, <laughs> aren't you? You really like that one, don't I you? I think it's fun. I think. Oh it's gosh. Fun. Okay, so I want to do a quick hitter, big finish, a la PTI here. Just a couple items. Just a couple. Before items. Before you do that, I did want to do this since we just got done playing the Twins and we're talking about rivalries. Mm-hmm. Who's your most hated team in the AL Central? Oh, this is good. This is real good. Um, who's my most? Or hated rank them because I saw our guy Buzz did this and we saw him on Wednesday. Yes, at the game, um, he did this and he ranked them. Who his least favorite fa- teams are from most hated to least like not as much hated in the AL Central. You know what? I think that's a great game. Let's do it right now. The Go ahead, one, two, three, four, one being your most hated. Yes. One being okay, so Go do we want to do our ones, our twos, our threes, our fours, or do we, we want to do, do that? Let's do it that way. Okay, so who's so your number one, Tom? My number one is it's got you know, I, I'm I flip flopped a little bit between the Twinks and the Cleveland Baseball Club. Mm. You know, it's the Cleveland Baseball Club. I, I can't stand him. I can't stand him. It's just like insert faceless young arm destroying our lineup and like it's it doesn't matter what his name is he's got cleveland on his chest and so he's going to pitch lights out against the white Sox. and i'm sick of it i'm so sick of it and their name too i'm i'm sick of that i so, so my I, number one I is hate him i hate him still and they're from cleveland my number one is still minnesota yeah and i think it's also because i still have this bitter taste of 2006 in my mouth mm-hmm. where if minnesota was playing at target field and not at the atrocity that was the Metrodome and its terrible AstroTurf, mm-hmm. the Sox win that wild card. And they were a already 
playoff tested team from the year before. And constantly, I mean, I, it's just guys like, I don't know, um, Johan Santana. Yeah. And, um, I mean, they had arms up and down throughout the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And, yes, it was always the Yankees that ended up knocking them off and completely destroying them in the playoffs. But it's they always destroyed still us. Still the Yankees that always knock them off in the playoffs. Right. But they always took care of business against us. And, oh, gosh. Guys Through like the last three years, they've Corey taken business Kosky against us. Corey and Doug Mankiewicz and AJ when he mm. was on that team. Yep, and yep. He, then it moved into guys like Justin Morneau and Joe Maurer. Um, just all of those guys just barf. Definitely my number one. Two's, so your two is the twins. Two's got to be the twins for me. Uh, it's and and for me, it's it's less like you know, old stuff. It's more of they've won the division the last three years, and I'm sick of that. And that's why my number two is Kansas City. Kansas City in my young to early adulthood, like late teens into early adulthood. Kansas City dominated, mm-hmm. and for no good reason. They never spent money. They no, were never they really were, that good. Yeah. Or like they, like on paper, they weren't right. that good. But somehow they scratched down. They won, and then you've got the White Sox, like twenty whenever that was, fourteen incident with your uh, with Ventura, mm-hmm. um, you know, throwing at guys mm-hmm. and, and the brawl that happened mm-hmm. there. Um, you've got bad blood with Brad Keller right now. He's the um, worst. I just. There is still bad blood between the White Sox and the Royals. And when we don't go out there and, you know, as Tim Anderson says, beat the shit out of them. So, uh, well, man, we're going to try to, you know, we're going to try to whoop them every time we play them. Um, <laughs> it feels bad when we don't. It feels bad when we don't. So they're my number two. All right. Well, my number, my number three is Detroit. Really? Yeah. So our lists are wonky, man. I cannot believe your two was Way in different. Cleveland. Way different. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I hate Detroit. Um, I they they're they haven't been good since what, twelve, thirteen, whatever. Twelve it was. is when they won the AL. <laughs> yeah. Um, I still hate them. Can't. I don't know. Just I, I mean their ballpark is garbage. Their um fans are the worst. Wow. They're well. They're de- it's it's a Detroit thing, right? Detroit is my three as well. Detroit because yes, I'm not a big Comerica fan. I it doesn't once again a team where I've got some rivalry with my old college roommate and mm-hmm. you know post college roommate Jameson, her buddy, mm-hmm. um, whose wedding is this weekend too. So shout out to him. Um, but yeah, I um, he's <laughs> a Detroit fan. I can stand. yeah, he is. I, I like him, but right. But all that being said, like. Ooh, the D like when you can't leave the ballpark with the Detroit Sucks fan or like the Detroit Sucks chance. Exactly. Like it doesn't feel But it's also the the thing that puts them at three instead of four, because the team isn't good enough to be three in, on the list, but and they haven't been for a while. But the fact that you can go to any sporting event in Chicago, Chicago and you'll hear Detroit Sucks chance. Like it doesn't matter if it's NHL, you know, with the Blackhawks. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's you could do it at the Cubs game. You can like, and they don't even play Detroit, right? You could do it at a Bulls game, obviously, because Pistons screw those guys. Yeah, you know, like it's surprising that Detroit game. isn't honestly higher on the list, but I think the other Detroit rivalries in Chicago are higher. You know, yeah, that's fair. And the, I mean, but I, I like, I kind of parcel that in together into my hatred of Detroit, and it's just like there's, it's not rational, my my hatred of Detroit, and I know that, but I just I want to kick the crap out of them, so. 
Number four for My me. four is – yeah, you go ahead. It's the Royals. I, I like – I should hate them. I watched them <laughs> celebrate their uh, – I, I, live action. I think this was 2015 or 14. I watched them clinch on, a, on our home – on our home turf in Chicago. And it, it, it killed me inside. And I, I don't know. I just like, and I think it's like what you've said. They never really like spend. They don't. They don't really do anything. And they're kind of just there. And like sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. But they're never like kicking the shit out of people. Like they had years where they were pitching was like you couldn't get anything. Yeah, that bullpen. That's seven, eight, nine. But like they, they really like. They're kind of just around, like doing stuff, and like they'll you'll go five hundred against them in a bad year. Yeah, you know, and and that's uh, that's fine. Uh, and they right. got a beautiful ballpark. You know, they got the um, the really nice ne- Negro Leagues uh, Hall of Fame or whatever yep. Yep. museum in there too. You know, th- there's a lot of good things going on. You know, we got buddies down in in KC. That's right. Um, in Kinsey and Sam Bruns, and you know, it, we got we got. I got connections there, and I feel like yeah, for sure. I I, I don't have bad blood against them. For is sure, what I, and like my you bad know, blood with Kansas City comes from the team. Like yeah. the team, you can tell the teams don't like each other right now, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. much so. And my four is Cleveland. It's I can't believe it. Still Cleveland. You just don't care about them, is what you're saying. I number one, I don't care about them, even though they are on our tails right now. Yeah, a they little are. bit. What for two and a half games? Central? Three and a half. Uh, games? It's. Well, it's two or three games, whatever. So, here's the thing with Cleveland. The most loyal fans. Cleveland has the best fans in sports because you hardly ever hear them complain, and year after year they fall short. Yeah. Constantly. Well, there's not enough of them to so hear complain. So much loyalty no, in I that disagree. city for their sports teams. I super disagree with you. And then they deal with the Dolans. And I, then they deal with the Dolans. When you have, imagine the White Sox trading away. Imagine them, yeah. Imagine them trading away Luis Robert. Right. No, I know. Imagine them trading away enjoy, Luis Robert. Enjoy. That's him what while they did with here. Frankie. Yeah. Enjoy him while he's here. Exactly. You that's know, exactly horrible, what they said. That's awful. So that's I, another reason to hate the organization. I sympathize. Though. I sympathize with the fans. Is where it's at, dude. There's and not enough of them to sympathize. That's fine. They they're are, fine. And honestly, the one time I went to Cleveland, which was when I was 14, years and years ago, Tomei was mm-hmm. on the socks, and mm-hmm. I was wearing my Tomei jersey. Mm-hmm. Fans were so nice to me, even while I was wearing that jersey. Great. Wow. Guy who flipped to a division rival. Yeah. And there were people who were like, "Hey, nice jersey, man. Nice jersey." That's a fun. dude was like, "Can I get a picture with you in the back of your jersey?" Like, I mean, the the amount of stuff that he gave the Tome gave to the '90s Indians, like, right, oh, shoot, right. Cleveland baseball club, it can't be, yeah. like, that's so Cleveland. Cleveland is my is my least. I mean, I I hate losing to them, and I still feel a bigger rivalry yeah, toward I mean, Cleveland they, than I would yeah. ever the Cubs. Yeah, um, but yeah. nonetheless. That's my least I hated. Cannot. That is actually fascinating to me. That my number one most hated team is your the le- the team that you're least concerned about in the division. No, it's not that I'm least concerned well, no, about I'm them. It's just rather that I, like the one that doesn't. I hate them the least. Inspire hatred. That's just right. The name alone. The name alone. I just I I can't stand Cleveland, man. I Fair. can't. I can't. Fair. All right. Let's talk about this uh, final. 
this final, the way I want to roll big out finish. today. The big finish. It's not much of a big finish. I got one thing. So <laughs> we scored 28 runs. That's what we said. We scored 28 runs in this series. I want over or under 28 runs in the series in Detroit. Singly for the White Sox. White Sox. I'll take the under. I'll That's take. nine runs a game. Plus. Yep, it is. I will take the under. Do you want to bet on that? No, I'm taking the under too. I, yeah, want, yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah, see yeah. where you were at. I was going to say 28 <laughs> runs for the Sox and Detroit total yeah. in this next series. How about that one? That's a fair bet. 28. Oh, 28 total between both teams combined. No, oh, no that's not a good bet. You taking the over or you taking the under? Mm. How about 30? I Wait, I said to bet to begin with. No, you're not changing the parameters on me. We're both taking the under on 28 runs. Any final thoughts? On the White Sox, yes, I'm taking the under for them to score less than 28 <laughs> runs. That's ridiculous. That's over nine runs a game. Hey, we did it. This We just did it. We like I said, it's probably going it. to be 28 for both teams combined. We just did it. Um, I'm very much excited to kick the crap out of Detroit. Oh, it's going to be great. Um, it's gonna I'm be so really good. hoping that it is a sweep uh, because I'll give a little uh, – I'll give you actually a little taste here. I'm talking about how in my best man speech for Jameson, how all good things come in threes. <laughs> and it would be really nice if the White Sox are playing for a sweep on Sunday when I'm giving the best man speech. That would be so That would be perfect. That would be perfect. God. So that's my final thought. Okay, that I I'm cheering for that. I mean, I'm cheering for it regardless cuz six wins in a row just would sound real nice. Um, well, anyway, I'm the Hanbot, right? That's right. So? In Han we trust. Win the AL Central, we must. Let's go. Have a good one, everybody.